Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, and welcome to your Steeler Nation's podcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G-Striker, and the Steelers have a chance to make the playoffs this year. So you're saying there's a chance? I am Lloyd, not Greg Lloyd, the other Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. But yes, Steelers have a chance. Now, I remember the scenario from the previous weeks, you know, wanting the Chargers to lose out. I knew that wasn't going to happen. They had too many easy teams to play. They won last week, and they're in. So Chargers are off the table, but this also has to happen for the Steelers to make the playoffs. Steelers obviously have to run the table against Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, One loss, and the Steelers are eliminated. Miami has to lose to New England this week and versus the Jets next week. So Miami has to lose out. One win for Miami, we're done. Jets have to lose this week against Seattle and then beat Miami next week. New England has to beat Miami this week and then lose to Buffalo last week of the season. So what are the odds of this happening, Stryker? Um, Well, first off, to get through this week just alone, Steelers have to beat the the Ravens. Steelers are a a two-and-a-half-point dog, which is great because they're underneath the normal three that is given to the home team. They're obviously, looks like they're going to be without Lamar Jackson again this week. So we have a good shot of putting up a good chance to win this game. New England's in the same boat. Um, They are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite this week to play against the Jets at home. Seattle is a a one-and-a-half-point dog at home against the Jets. That's going to be the tough game of the week. They both have the same record. We need them to win. It's essentially a pick em. One and a half points, that's essentially a pick em. But that's what has to happen this week. So who are we rooting for this week? We're rooting for the Steelers. We're rooting for New England. And we're rooting for Seattle. Those three teams have to win this week to keep our playoff hopes alive. So what are the chances on that? Looking at the schedule, Miami, at least being without Tua, gives them a shot of losing against both New England and the Jets, both divisional opponents. So going in there without your number one quarterback is a big deficit. Um, Jets losing to Seattle is not out of the question. Like I said, they're picked to win by a slim margin. That's going to be the one really to look at this week, as well as the New England probably is going to beat Miami this week. But Buffalo in the last week, is Buffalo still going to be playing for that one seed and the only buy in the playoffs? If so, they have a reason to win the last week of the season, and they will be playing hard to beat Miami and get a well-deserved week off the following week. So those are the scenarios that work in the Steelers' favor. Is it going to win? We don't know. All we can do is try to win this next game 
at Baltimore, which is a complete polar opposite, pun intended, with the polar vortex coming through to Baltimore because it's going to be downright balmy. Nearly 60 degrees that day, 59 for a high. Probably kickoff's going to be closer to 50 degrees since we're going to have some cloud cover. That should stay above 40 no matter what for the whole night, but I'm not seeing it dip much more below 47, 48, 46 degrees for the night game. Um, downright nice game for us. That used to going out to these uh, games in the cold anyway. A good game to have here in the new year being a decent temperature. Um, injuries coming up for the game. Obviously, Miles Jack uh, still dealing with some, some uh, groin issues. He was given the day off. First practice was limited. And second practice, we'll have to see how he goes. But I'm anticipating him to return this week. DJ's looking good. He was limited practice one, full practice, practice two. He's going to play hell or high water. That guy's a gamer. Uh, Norwood has a hammy injury. It's a new one. He did not practice. First two practices, he's probably going to be out this week. Um, play, some players were given some time off, but not listed with anything major. That's Okunjobi, Hayward, Muth, Edmonds, and Harris. Edmonds coming back from his injury as well. Um, those guys are all expected to play this week. So we're looking at this game completely on the healthy side. On the other side with uh, Lamar Jackson not playing, that's going to be the biggest issue for the Ravens moving forward for this week. How are they going to perform? They killed us on the ground. Steelers have to find a way to shut down their run game and have to find a way to establish their run game in Baltimore to win this week. It's going to be the toughest game of the year for the Steelers. And if they want a shot at the playoffs, they've got to play hard. Ravens are already in. So it's not really going to change much between them and Cincinnati. Just who's going to win that division. And that's all those two teams are playing for. Um, How's I've been getting some questions too about our second round draft picks and is striker. How's the second round draft pick looking? I mean, we got a shot right now as we sit at the number 32 spot in the draft, which is normally a first round draft pick since the Miami dolphins were stricken of their first rounder this year for trying to uh, get Sean Payton in there, all that craziness going on with our coaching part of Brian reason why Brian Flores is with our team. This is why they don't have a first round draft pick. There are not 32 teams in the first round. There are now 31 teams picking in the first round or at least 31 slots. So that bumps up that first slot in the second round to 32 right now. Chicago is solidly at 33. They are one half game behind the Houston Texans who just beat Jacksonville previous week. So if Jacksonville can find a way to win against, or sorry, if Houston can just find a way to win against Jacksonville this week, sorry, they beat Jacksonville earlier in the season. Uh, last week they beat, um, crap, I forget how they beat last week, but they did beat Jacksonville earlier in the year. Going to play them at home now this upcoming week, have Indianapolis on the road, final game of the year. Chicago, in contrast, is at Detroit. This weekend, and then at home against Minnesota. So if they lose out, we've got a shot at this number one pick. The only thing hurting us here is Chicago did beat Houston earlier this year. That is one of their wins. So if they're tied, if Chicago ends up with a tie and they have a tied record, they don't get the pick. Houston will get the number one pick. So we're rooting for Houston to get the lower pick, rooting for Detroit this week, obviously. And for Houston to win 
ladies and gentlemen, to get us to that one spot closer for that Claypool trade. Now it is time for questions from Steeler Nation, sponsored by Manscaped. Go on out there and get their platinum package. The lawnmower trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer, ball deodorant, body wash with two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, boxer briefs with the special pouch for the boys, and a travel bag to carry it all together. Get it all with Manscaped for helping turn your player into an MVP. When I say MVP, yeah, you know me. Go on out there and get some Manscaped items for your MVP, ladies and gentlemen, over at manscaped.com. Promo code STEELERNATION, all one word, all capitals. Get 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for caring about balls almost as much as Najee Harris when he's toting the rock. Manscaped.com, promo code STEELERNATION, all one word, 20% off your order and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for being a fun sponsor. Questions are taken, obviously, this week from the football forum over at SteelerNation.com. It is free to join. I always have a thread up every week. So go on over, ask your questions, because that's where I'm going to be pulling all of the questions from today. Might get to some comments after the show. So hang out there if you're watching live, and I'll get to your comments after I sign off. First question's coming in from Blitz. Number one, what are the odds of us having a new special teams coach next year? Well, Danny Smith is really liked within the organization. Uh, he's been there he, here for 10 years now. Um, our coverage teams have been trashed this year. We've got a great kicker, great placeholder, and a great long snapper. Um, if his contract's up, he may have a chance of being out. But this guy wants to coach for life. This guy's like Coach LeBeau. Like, he doesn't want us ever stop coaching. Coach Paterno. These guys are just built to be a coach their entire life. So if he has his say in it, he'll still be back here. Steelers have to still, for me, I think he needs to improve on teaching some skills, some big skills around punt return. When the defensive team or when the kicking team touches the ball, there is no penalty picking up the ball. We have done that once this year. Make sure our guys know that. Second one on kickoff teams, knowing that you can be an extension of the out-of-bounds line on angle kickoff teams. So if you're touching your feet out of bounds, reach in and touch the ball on the field, it is on the 40-yard line because you are out of bounds. That ball is out of bounds. That is the rule. Get on it, Danny, because we need to have our returners be a lot smarter than they are now and not standing there waiting for a ball to go around when you just walk out of bounds and touch the ball and you get it at the 40. Question number two, if I could choose one free agent signing not currently on the team, who would it be for 2023? Number one, I've been talking about this all year for the past two years. J.J. Watt. He's the guy I would love, my number one love, to get on this team. Problem is, it looks like he is retiring and announced so on his Instagram post with his son on the field saying, this is my son's first NFL game and probably and, and my last home game being the same game. So that is an impactful statement for a guy that's already thinking about retirement it would take a lot of convincing for TJ to get JJ in the black and gold. So, who does that leave? Roquan Smith, a guy that killed us in the last Ravens game at inside linebacker. I, I want that guy in free agency. If the Ravens can't re-sign him, I, he's my number one. Then, If JJ's not on the table. If not, down the, down the line a little bit more, a little cheaper, Tremaine Edmonds from Buffalo. Terrell's brother. 
the good Edmonds brother at inside linebacker. I would take him at a heartbeat on this team. Highly athletic player. Could make a lot of plays for us. Slash deal with the next questions. What are your thoughts on Kenny's season to date? Well, so far, the thoughts are positive here, Slash. Uh, he's progressing well. He showed he can, and finally showed at least to me that he can win on the last drive of the game because I was very happy. You know, beginning of the season, he had some sparks. He had some jumps when he got thrown in there, but didn't look great. Seven interceptions to two touchdowns, albeit running for two. He was upside down in his interception ratio. Now, since the bye, he's only thrown one interception. He's only had one turnover since the bye. Guy has done an excellent job at controlling the ball, controlling possession, eating the clock, making the plays where it needs to be made, getting those accurate shots off to DJ, taking a couple shots down the field to George. It's starting to work and come together now. And it all came together in that last drive uh, last week to win us a game. That is the next progression of a young quarterback. Can he win you games? Check mark. Yes, he can. Just did in a big emotional game that we'll talk about a little bit in a little bit. Uh, next item here from Slash. Christmas went overall well. Did Santa give Yins any Steelers presents? Yes, I got one Steeler gift this year. Uh, it's a giant wooden Christmas ornament that I'll be hanging on the wall for next Christmas. And uh, it, was, it was a fun gift there from the in-laws. Um, last question. Steelers Raiders was a sweet ending to a game or what? Exactly. And that's what I wanted to touch base on for your last part of your questions here. Slash steel. Um, immaculate reception game. Emotional as hell. We're coming out. Freaking Hayward's running out. Last person called on the field. Defense gets called out there first. He's waving the 32 flag. When Franco died that previous this previous week, when he was going to be celebrated on Saturday. What can you say? The whole game, Raiders go down the field, they score. We're kicking field goals. We're missing field goals. We're keeping it close, all within four points. Last drive of the game, Raiders have the lead going into the fourth quarter. Here come the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett down the field, matriculating the football for a last-second victory. There's no better way to write the script for the 50th anniversary celebration than for the Steelers to gut out a victory on the last drive of the game. Loved it. Lo loved it. I, I was saying that would be the best way to watch a game. It happened, and it was. It was Christmas. I got my Christmas present a day early. Thank you, Kenny Pickett. Thank you, Pittsburgh Steelers. All of you guys kicked some big butt. Hayward, you played phenomenal in that game. That is why you are usually an all-pro. Moneyball. Hayward is a monster. And I expect him to have a big game this week as well. Ron Burgundy, next question. Considering that Matt Canada apparently has another year left on his contract, what are his odds on returning? Um, I'd say his odds are good because, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers usually do not get rid of coaches with a contract still in place unless they do something stupid. You do something dumb, yeah, you'll get caught, knocked off the team. But no problems off the field with Canada. His problems more on the field, but the team has been getting incrementally better each week. Running game has improved since the bye tremendously, and that's why we've only lost one game since the bye. I mean, we're killing, absolutely killing, or two, maybe we lost two, but still doing great since the bye, 
have a chance at the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, he's going to re- keep his contract. There's no, no two ways about it. We're going to bring back Canada next year if we make the playoffs. But how are we going to look against Baltimore and Cleveland? This is what our offense is built for. We're supposed to be able to run on Cleveland. We're supposed to be able to run on Baltimore to win out and gut out games. If we can't do that these next two weeks, he's back on the hot seat. So we'll have to see what happens. Uh, last question from Ron. Will the Steelers get a new punter next season? Um, probably not. Definitely not in free agency, in my opinion, Ron. He's still on his rookie contract. So unless an undrafted rookie free agent can beat him out, that's the only price difference you're going to get between dropping a seventh rounder for an undrafted rookie free agent contract. Saving a little bit of money there, not much. But he is still, Presley Harvin III is still an excellent placeholder. Going up to grab and put down some some of these high pl- uh, snaps. There's not a lot of placeholders that can do that in the league. And he's a big body dude to do it. So love him in that respect. Very athletic to do that. And so far, 100% on his placeholder. Um, next question is from Steeler Sask 2. I'm are either, is this the sequel to Steeler Sask? That's what I got to know, Sask. <laughs> I'm going to assume Canada is going to be fired. Who should our next offensive coordinator of this team be next season? I have no idea, Sask. Um, All I need to know is make sure you just teach the team the rules of the game. Um, You've got to have more of a quick passing attack, attacking the middle field, more slants, more crosses, more drags. We're not attacking the middle field and haven't since Fiekner. Like, Feekner didn't attack the middle of the field either. So, unless you're a tight end, that's really your only chance of looking at the middle of the field. BK Week 28! Did the Rooney brother, who just recently passed away, have much to do with the team's day-to-day operations and or success? Well, you're talking about John Rooney, who's one of the Chiefs' sons. Um, He was a minority shareholder, and back when the Chief died, he had 16% of the stake in the team. Now, I know um, Dan... Rooney, his brother, and uh, his nephew, Art the second, who's now the president, uh, when they consolidated the team a few years ago with all the gambling stuff going on, uh, he dropped his sharehold down to about 1%. So he was still kind of a shareholder. He's more of an investor, really, than a day-to-day guy. Uh, but he did serve on the board of directors, and John was the guy who was in charge of setting up the Latrobe training camp. So he did have a job. Um, so, but obviously... Death in the family, heart goes out to the Roonies. Uh, obviously, you've got a lot to mourn, a lot to uh, think about, which is obviously bigger than football. So um, my heart goes out to you. Godspeed, uh, Rooney. Hope you're enjoying watching the games up there in, in heaven with the Chief and uh, Franco and you and uh, Dan as well. So cheers to you, man. Uh, Matt Insomniac, <laughs> with the final questions, so with the season almost over, were there any guys drafted between Pickett and Pickens that would have been at least as good as the Pickett pick? Linderbaum, maybe. I mean, yeah, you can kind of nitpick this as much as you'd like. Uh, but I love what the Steelers did in this situation. I love that they went and they grabbed the top quarterback in the draft, bar none. He was the best passing quarterback that year. Actually, all of his stats compare really well against the top four quarterbacks this year who are all Heisman candidates. And he had more passing yardage attempts and touchdowns than any of those guys. I mean, 
That's incredible. And these guys are all supposed to be top eight picks. We got this guy at 20. If he was in this draft, he'd have to be considered up around there as well. If he was put up those same numbers, 47 touchdowns like he did previous year in his last year. Great stats. So we'll have to see how he plays out. But we didn't have to waste a top 10 pick on what could be a franchise quarterback. And if he ends up being our franchise, there's going to be 19 teams kicking themselves that they didn't take Pickett and let him fall to where we got him. Because he's the only quarterback that had a first-round grade, as we can see, since all of the other teams passed on every other quarterback after we took one, which he wasn't making it to the second round, guys. Uh, as much as you want to pontificate and say we could have gotten with a second-rounder, Pickett would not have made it out of the first round. Absolutely not. So I'm happy to have Pickett. We'll have to see how it works out for the for the future. Um, but we'll have to see. Last, last questions here, and I like this one because it's a nice thinking section. Uh, from you, Matt. Matt, I'm going to use your coaching question in a, in a future podcast because I loved it and I can use like a whole segment on it. But this one, we're going to talk about your under the radar players. What under the radar players do we see developing and making an impact next year? Here are the players that Matt likes and we'll just attack them one at a time. Uh, and we'll go off of what Matt says first. So Matt Insomniac says that he likes John LeGlue as his number five guy, a six, seven monster who really showed potential in his first season with us but was surprisingly relegated to the practice squad this year. At worst, I'd expect him to be a valuable depth player in the line next year, but I bet he could earn a spot at left guard if he progressed at all. So in my opinion, you've got to factor in also players like Green, Moore, and Dotson, who are all still on their rookie rookie contracts next year. They're all going to supplant LeGlue, even if they get dropped back for somebody being picked above them. All those guys are great options as well and probably better options than John LeGlue for being a interior lineman for next year. 6-7, I would hope he would have progressed more as a tackle. We'll have to see. It, it'll he'll probably he will be on the roster no matter what going into training camp, we'll have to see. But I think it's tough for him to have to move past guys that are still going to be on this team on the rookie contracts with Green, Moore, and Dotson. Uh, Mark Robinson, Mads words, the guy is a player at worst, could be third inside linebacker on the team and easily could be a starter. His instincts are so much in the mold of Larry Foote or Vince Williams. To me, for your list, this is my number one guy. He's number four on your list, Mad. Absolutely love him. I think he's going to be an impact player next year. Uh, put him in the game and just watch him attack the ball carriers. And I hope he gets some more quality snaps here uh, in the last two games of the season because the guy can tackle. And he's got to learn to be a player on special teams as well. Uh, third guy on your list, Mark Gilbert from MAD. This dude had first-round talent before the pretty serious injury. He has recovered nicely, and while Raw could easily become a defensive back, we need to take on premium receivers. I mean, assuming we can develop a defensive back, right? <laughs> yeah, I see that. See that, guys. Though we did develop Hilton. We did develop Sutton. Sutton's a hell of a player now. Absolutely a hell of a player now. And my number one target to re-sign in free agency is Sutton. He does too much. Um, I, I still think Mike Mark Gilbert is in a situation where he does have great upside, but if we have the ability to improve this position in free agency or the draft, Steelers are going to do it. Absolutely looking to get one, especially if we can grab a top cover corner in round one. Steelers are going to do it. Your number two is Connor Hayward. 
The guy makes way too many great plays for his limited snaps. He has that feeling of a guy who just needs a chance to really break out. He is why I think we don't really look at tight end at all in the draft. Well, I disagree only at the fact that we are, we, we might be looking at tight end just because Gentry is a free agent next year. If we don't re-sign Gentry, we have a need to draft a tight end because I don't think Connor Hayward's ever going to be a number two. I just don't think he has the size to be a number two. Now, here's what I think might happen with him next year. Derek Watt is also a free agent. It's much cheaper for us to let Derek Watt walk. Connor Hayward, you're now our starting fullback, our third tight end, slash slot receiver, slash scat back. Use him in all of those rules, roles because we don't have the fullback on the team on the field a lot when we have our third tight end on the field. We can still bring in another third tight end and still plug and play him in situationally. That is how you utilize his skills because he's a footballer. Absolutely love Connor Hayward. But your last one and your number one, Calvin Austin third. Assuming he stays healthy and his speed is utilized correctly, we basically have the answer at slot team already. And if Miller and Sims are both back and healthy next year, there might not really be priority on wide receiver. Many here seem to think that there is. They dumped Claypool for a reason. He was under contract next year. They haven't intentionally shorthand. They weren't intentionally shorthanding themselves. They have some faith in some IR'd and practice squatted receivers. I do like our practice squatted receivers as well. Uh, Boykin is a free agent next year. Claypool was let go though because the Bears made us an offer we couldn't refuse. Calvin Austin wasn't even in conversation when the when the playoff talks were when the trade talks were going on because he was hurt and on injured reserve. He wasn't a factor. So why did we get rid of Claypool? Because Chicago made us an offer they couldn't refuse. And now it looks like it might be a low first round draft pick. <laughs> I love it. And so for me, are we going to draft a receiver this year? Yeah, probably. If not somebody to replace what we do on special teams, because I'd like to get a good returner. Sims is okay. We can get an upgrade there. I would. We might also need to find a guy that can tackle on special teams like a Boykin. We can do that in either free agency, maybe bring back Boykin at a reduced salary in free agency because he's going to be a lot less than that three mil payday that we had to pay for him this year. Should be more in the one to two range. So these are the things you got to think about. But I definitely think a wide receiver with special teams chops will be on the Steelers' radar, maybe in the second round with one of the second round picks, maybe third round. But if not, in those rounds, definitely a day three pick. Now, also, here's a couple players that are young that I think will stop us from needing some draft picks. Leal and Loudermilk are developing nicely at that defensive end spot. We're not going to be drafting a defensive end. Might be drafting a nose tackle, but not a defensive end. Uh, Warren also, our, our best undrafted rookie free agent of the year, being our running back to supplant that number two role that we've been looking for an answer for that number two role for quite some time. He is the answer. We're not drafting a running back next year at all. Maybe a free agent, but no draft picks. Guys, that's all the time we have on the show. Be sure to check out our sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises at tseshop.com. Subscribe to their Twitter at Total Sports ENT. They're always giving away free signed stuff, guys. Must follow them. They are a must follow. Vidcast is going to be live on Tuesday at 7 p.m. So if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Steeler Nation, you will get the pings. I know we got a couple guys here waiting to talk to me after the show. 
we that's a, just a live forum. We're all talking back and forth the whole show, having fun, busting each other's balls. It's always a great time. So go over to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Steeler Nation. I'll see you Tuesday night at 7. Otherwise, you can watch it on our Instagram post at SteelerNation.com or on Facebook at SteelerNation.com as well. Be sure to tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. Or follow me, your host, Steeler Nation Striker, spelled with a Y, on the grams, on the tweets, on the tickety talks. Because I barely pose. <laughs> but when I do, it's fun. I got a lot of free time coming up, so I'm going to be posting a lot here soon. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!